Okay, so Will. No. Hypoth okay, no. that's fair too. No. You know what? I'll see myself out. <laughs> yeah, this was no, a terrible door's idea. Door's right there. I know what you're gonna do. You know exactly what I'm gonna do. I don't do. know why you insist on doing this. It's just a show. question. It's no, just it's a question. It's not a question. It's a question that leads into a dumb joke. Already. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> I see, I already got you laughing. I haven't even said anything We've yet. We've been doing it for a month, two months so, now. So, in the spirits of us living in Nevada, I have more of a brothel type question. Oh, God. So, let me ask you something. What does a retired sex worker and Ash have in common? They both poke a lot? Nope, nope, no poking. Uh, they're both trying to catch them all. <laughs> oh! <laughs> I cannot believe I cannot believe you took a sip of water right before the end of the I joke. I thought it would be a dull dad joke, and I could have been like, "Okay, no. I'm drinking." <laughs> I said, "In the spirit of Nevada and brothels, <laughs> you should have known it was coming." Oh my god! Oh my god! You know, I allow you to do this. Otherwise, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have these kinds of jokes in my. Oh my I gotta do something to get the people caught. I guess so. I mean, our last show did really well, but it was my joke, you know, just so, so you know. Yeah. It was my joke. It was your joke. So I think I think maybe I should lead with the jokes. Maybe next week. Maybe. Yeah. And now I gotta find a joke. The people, the people come on the show to hear what I have to say. Oh, that's fair. And that's then I say here. a whole bunch of mm-hmm and yup throughout the rest of the show. Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. So, hey guys, how are you doing today? I am your host for today's episode of Topic Thunder, Will at Her Work Studios, and I'm here with my illustrious and good-looking co-host today. Jay Straight. Yes. And, just today. Uh, just today. Took a shower. It's only Tuesday. It is. Tuesdays is the only time he comes out looking like that. What's that Squidward meme where he had like the pretty face? Squilliam. <laughs> is that what they I call think it, it was Squilliam. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I don't know. I don't know. I know the pretty face. I don't remember the, the actual name, but I know Squilliam is a character in SpongeBob. You ever think about the people who, who've become memes over the last like five, six years? Like look back at the memes that they become and second guess their entire life? Oh, I'm sure they do. <laughs> I, you know what? I'm sure that there's a few of them that wake up one day and they're like, what? Why is my face everywhere? Why am I a meme? <laughs> like, what has gone wrong, horribly wrong in my life like, to you know, where people like, laugh at me? Is there a show where, where it is like, um, these people who become memes, where are they now? There was, there was an episode I did see. I, I forget what platform I was on. This woman, this woman got fired. Because of the insinuations that they were putting on it, do, do you know? Do you know? Do you know the one of the lady where she's like, "I shouldn't do it." Well, maybe I, but then I, but then yeah, I should. Yeah. She yeah. got fired from her job because because people were creating that meme to like inappropriate stuff, and she worked for like corporate America, and and they're like, "Hey, you gotta take down the meme," and she's like, "I, I can't." I can't. <laughs> like, I'm not gonna take it down, and I can't. It's worldwide. And she got fired from her job. She's oh she's doing god. a lot better now. But I remember oh. watching that. Oh my god! Like, wow. some, some of the memes that I found are like really like I don't know if they're just dead ancient or I'm just really late to them. But they're so funny, and I'm always thinking like what? probably a little bit of both. <laughs> I mean, you know what was one of my absolute favorite ones? Which one? It's still to this day. Uh, Bad luck, Brian. <laughs> I just thought about that randomly today. I'm like, I woke up and 
I don't know, I get on Twitter and it's okay. like all this shit happening on Twitter. And I like, you know, how you go and you try and post something and you hit a GIF or a meme and mm-hmm. fucking it's like you're recently used. I'm looking at them on my recently used and I'm like, I wonder what happened to these people. Like, yeah. it became a meme overnight and it's been like 10 you know, six years or something like that. Yeah. Like, what do you do? Like, what do you do when you become a meme? Is there like a standard operating procedure that you have to abide by? If I ever became a meme, I would just like get a life-size print and just put it on my wall and just be like, I was famous for six months and it was a good time. So even though we're talking about memes, we're off topic today. We are actually talking about Pokemon this week. Why not? Why not? Because actually there's a, there's an actual reason why. Because the new games, the remakes of Gen 4, Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, which is, yes. that's what it is. Yep. I feel like they said that backwards. I feel like it should be Shining Diamond and Brilliant Pearl. Yeah. Because pearls don't shine. Yeah. It should, it should be Shining Diamond and it should Brilliant be. Pearl. But it's not because everything is backwards. I mean, when you see a diamond, you don't go, oh, I'm so gonna shiny. Move your water over here. If I don't need you. Says the one who doesn't know how to drink water you right before you jump. bumped into my shelf and knocked everything over. So I'm not taking any more chances with you today. Fair enough. Silence. Fair enough. Silence. So, Pokemon. Yes, Pokemon. This is, so this is something that I wanted to talk about only because, um, once again, great example. Will pretty much played all the games growing up. I played one. You're goddamn right. I played Sapphire because my sister lended me that game to play i i never had anyone lend anybody a pokemon game because she had sapphire ruby and emerald so alexander got ruby she kept emerald and i got sapphire so i played that game over and over and over again and i never bought another game never got another game this is my second pokemon game i'm 27 so i am sad you you (laughs) got brilliant diamond what do you think about it so far the first of all um, the main reason why I absolutely love it is it has my absolute favorite Pokemon in the entire world. Yes. yes. And that, that absolute favorite Pokemon is? Is the Fire Monkey. <clears throat> no! It's Piplup. Yeah. Well, it's it's always monkey. been Piplup. Oh, it will what? always be Piplup. Fire Monkey. When when everyone, when we were super young, do you remember that assignment you had to do in school where you had to like tell everyone your favorite animal and why it's your favorite animal? No. Okay. So I went to a school <laughs> where we had to do that. Yeah. I think, I don't know, it might have been the private Catholic school system. I don't know. Anyway. No, I went to a private Catholic school, and that question never came up. Oh, it came up in ours. It never came up. In the 12 years I was in school, it never came up. Anyway. It didn't come up on graduation day. It didn't come up on orientation I hope day. it doesn't come up on graduation day. <laughs> it didn't come up during prom. It didn't come up during homecoming. Nobody asked me what my favorite animal was. No? But if they did, I, I don't know. What is my favorite animal? I don't know. Let's figure this out because this goes into what I was just talking about. I mean, if you if you're connecting it to Pokemon, that's exactly what I'm about well, to do. Blaziken is my favorite Pokemon. Okay, but chickens, so you like chickens? Chickens aren't my favorite animals because I eat chickens. So you like the the big legged the big legged chickens? No, I, I I no no that doesn't make any sense. Blaziken is, is a fucking fire chicken that punches people in the face. But he's got big legs. Like I've seen, I've seen some chicken. There's a breed of chickens that have like unnaturally large legs. Yeah, and I bet they're delicious when they're cut and deep fried. So yeah. <laughs> anyway, mine was always a penguin. That's what I was trying to get at. Yes. To this day, I don't know why. There's just something about penguins. I absolutely love them. Then I found out that um, there's a penguin Pokemon called Piplup, and it's been my absolute favorite thing. But what about Delibird? 
Deli Bird is a fucking penguin. What the fuck is Deli Bird? Oh my god. I don't know these things. Oh my god. Like I said, I the reason why I'm such a good co-host is because I'm like half the information. Oh my god. Deli Bird was a Gen 2 Pokemon, and it's basically a fucking penguin running around with a bag, and it throws shit at Pokemon. Like, if you're battling it, it'll pull shit out of its bag, throw it at you. Sometimes it's a present. Sometimes it's a bomb. Don't ask questions. This is what it does. Okay, so it's a so it's a naughty elf from the South Pole. I guess I don't know where it gets his bombs in his back, but sometimes it heals you. Sometimes well, I didn't know that that was a thing. What I did know was Piplup, and that is my absolute favorite Pokemon to this day. Okay, well, the very first Pokemon card I ever owned was the Epoleon, um, the the final evolution a pretty up. cool like dual cool looking still yeah. water type yeah so i can i can dig that that yeah. was cool i think when i played original diamond which i'm playing right now okay so you guys are playing so this is yeah i was gonna say this is a great you you're playing the original i'm playing the brand new yeah you guys are playing the original or mm -hmm. i'm playing the original you guys are playing the new mm -hmm. but i chose i did choose piplup this time around actually yeah but i usually when i first played it back in what was that 2007 Sure. I think that's when the original came out, 2007. I chose uh, Chimchar because Chimchar. it turned into a freaking fire monkey. A fire monkey. Kicks people in the face. And it was kind of redundant because Gen 3, mm -hmm. Ruby and Sapphire, you had the fire type, which was also a fighting fire type. So when they came out with Chimchar. Another fighting fire type. Yeah, it was kind of like, you know, you guys are kind of overdoing this now. Yeah. And then I think for... Gen 5, I think the final version was a firefighting type 2. What's um, <clears throat> what, what's your main go-to for a starter? Do you have like a CERN type that you always like? Or do you really dissect it and choose what you think would be best? No. Like, it, it when I first got Pokemon Blue back in 96, okay. 99, 98, <laughs> I chose Squirtle. Okay. Because I wanted a Blastoise. Everyone was like, Chorizo is the best. I'm like, well, my Blastoise can just put out your Charizard, so I really don't know what you guys are talking about. Yeah. Gen 2, I chose the fire type, Cyndaquil. No, actually, I think I chose Totodile first. The water crocodile I think alligator I, thing? I think yeah. I chose Totodile first. Gen 3 is when I think I chose Torchic because okay. I wanted a Blaziken. But I didn't know it evolved into a Blaziken. See, back in the day, when they came out with new Pokemon, they never told you what it evolved into. You would and there was surprised. nowhere to find it because the internet wasn't as good as it, it wasn't, is. Yeah. Was no, the internet was just getting really good by Gen 3, mm -hmm. which was Ruby and Sapphire. Mm -hmm. So we never knew what our Pokemon evolved into. You just caught what was there, you trained it, you leveled it up, and then by like Eventually. level... Eventually. 16 fucking, and... Well, no, by... It was level 16, but let's say, aside from the starters, if you call like... Some random Pokemon. Okay. By level 40, if it didn't evolve, you put that shit in a box and go get something else, right? You're like, I'm done with you. I don't want to play with you and anymore. That was, <laughs> that was the fun part. So yeah. you never knew what it was going to evolve into. So I got Torchic because I didn't know what it was going to evolve into. Okay. And that was the fun part. Gen 4, I chose um, Chimchar. And didn't play Chin... I didn't play Gen 5 when it first came out, black and white. Okay. My wife... What were the starters for black and white? You got Oshawott... Uh, Tepig and Snivy. Tepig yes. Was a okay. fire pig and then Snivy was a grass type and then Oshawa was a water. Yeah. But I did play black and white too because my wife got black and white too, <clears throat> or it was like black too, I think it was. And she hit it, forgot that she hit it as a gift. I'm cleaning up the house and I'm like, where the fuck did this come from? I go, babe, is this short? She goes, Surprise. oh, this was supposed to be one of your gifts for Christmas. I forgot where I hit it. <laughs> 
It's like July. <laughs> it was like fucking July, and I'm like, oh, well, can I play it? <laughs> yeah. So I played Black and White 2, and I chose Oshawott because I wanted a Samurai. And then X and Y, I chose Froki because it turned into Greninja. Gen Greninja, 7. Yep. What was Gen 7? What was the start for Gen 7? It was, was the that Owl. The sun and moon? <clears throat> that was Sun and Moon. Yeah. That was uh, the, the Owl. Um, fuck, I forgot. It, sun and I moon, don't know. Sun and Moon was my least favorite generation. I remember you told me that. So this is like why I don't remember it. I yeah. didn't really like Sun and Moon. And in Gen 8, um, I chose the... Um, That's sword, sword and Shield? Yeah I, yeah. I chose the Water type for that one. So it depends on where it goes to. But in Gen 7, <laughs> for the record, I chose the Owl because it turned it evolved into... Um, Decidueye, which is basically like green arrow with feathers. It shoots arrows at people. So I was like, oh, that's cool. First time I've ever chosen a grass-type Pokemon. First time. And I was like, oh, that's cool. The other ones, I don't even remember. That felt kind of unimportant. I feel like grass <clears throat> is the least picked. I think it is. I really do. I think it is. I don't know. Folks, if you've ever played Pokemon, do you guys ever choose the grass-type Pokemon? And if you do, why do you hate yourself? <laughs> <laughs> so today in our community questions, if you're listening to us on Spotify... What is your favorite Pokemon and why? Go down there and answer the question for us because we would like to hear from you guys. So, first impressions on Brilliant Diamond so far. I know I've asked you this question, but we never got to it. What do you think of the game? So, just just for the crowd to understand as well, the game came out on Friday. Right. I pre-ordered it a month early. Th foolish of me to think it was going to come on Friday. I ordered a physical copy. Why didn't you just go like pre-order it in a store and just go pick it up? Yeah, you know, <clears throat> not the smartest. No. Um, supposed to come in on Monday, came in today on Tuesday. So first time playing it, the day of recording, already got the first badge, which I believe is the coal. Yeah, it's in um, that, I forgot the first town's name, where they're digging for coal. Yeah. And it was a ground type Pokemon trainer. We had like a bunch of Geodudes. Yeah, Geodude, <clears throat> a Onyx, and then... A uh, a dinosaur that headbutts you and like one shots you and that was not fun. Barely beat it. <laughs> I'm over here like, oh, this isn't gonna be a problem, and then it was going first every time and like, yeah, it was just it just wasn't a good time. I finally I somehow won with the Geo dude doing the rolling rock. But anyway, the point is the the game. Um, as I mean, I'm reliving something I've never experienced. Since How can I never you relive something you've never experienced. I can't explain, explain it. that I can't. that the logic for me. I don't right want now. I don't want to. Oh, well. This uh, is this is my first time playing this generation. This is the first time ever having my favorite Pokemon other than like, you know, stuffed animals when I was a little kid growing up or um some like 3D printed like resin model of it at, on my shelf that I made for you by the way. Yes, Just which saying. we'll get into. <laughs> but um, I absolutely, absolutely love the game. It's just, it is very nostalgic. I, I, I've only played Sapphire a few times. It's just fun to run around in the Did tall grass. Did you ever beat Sapphire? Yeah. I got a Kyogre and everything. Mm, I'm yeah. impressed. I'm impressed. Yeah, the blue whale. The blue whale. Yeah, I didn't realize it was a whale. What's even more What did What did you think it was? Like a Not bird? Not a whale. Like, I thought it was like a big-ass stingray. I mean, it's a fucking... No, it's a whale. Obviously, with yeah. wings and it's flying, and it has like a little mouth up in front, which is if you ever see that shit open, it's terrifying. No, my enemies did. <laughs> um, I and then Alexander, uh, he was playing Ruby, he got growled on, and then like we were trying to trade and all that fun stuff. But trading was fun, trading was fun, trading was very trading's gonna be fun again with this system. Well, uh, see, 
You guys got it easy. Like you, I don't disagree. You guys have it so easy because now you got the GTS, the global trading system, where you can trade with people all around the world. Or do like do you have like uh, Wonder Trade? No. Should so, I? I don't know. It might be in there, but Wonder Trade is basically like you trade off a random Pokemon and you get a random Pokemon back. You never know what it's going to be. Oh, so it's like a gambling game. Yeah, exactly. So I, I used love to do that. that when they introduced it in X and Y. Okay. And I did it like a shit ton, and I got so many like shiny Pokemon. I got Pokemon that you couldn't get in the game. Like it's a lot of fun. It's like I'm sure they will have something like that. If not, they do. I all I know is that I'm about about ninety minutes into the game. It's not bad. It's not bad. Got my first badge in 90 minutes. Pretty proud. See, I remember okay. back, I got Pokemon Blue version. Now, you got to understand that when Pokemon was out, yeah. what came first? Was it, I don't know if it was the anime or the show that came first, but I think it was not the anime in the show. I think it was the anime and the game. I don't know. I think the anime came first, and that used to air at some weird time slot, like weekdays at seven o'clock in the morning and you're like no one's watching this we're getting ready for school yeah like, why is this on yeah but then for some reason it started to catch see i wasn't allowed to watch tv in the morning while getting ready for school my mom was like get up get dressed brush your teeth get your breakfast your lunch and we're, we're out right yep. so i never got a chance to watch pokemon but every once in a while i would just sneak it and turn it on mm -hmm. just to watch pokemon because I, I loved pokemon i didn't know what this was but it was so much fun i don't know what it was about pokemon too but like it caught everyone's attention. It caught everyone's attention yeah. until they don't know why. I don't know if it was the battling aspect. I don't know if it was the little creatures. That the cute little creatures. In, yeah. That turned into bigger creatures. Like, no one knew what it was, but it was something. The I sense of thought. ownership because you're catching them from the wild and you're. I think, I think that the idea behind it was like there were so many to catch. And every, you know, kid who's like nine and 10 wanted to catch them all. That mm -hmm. was the whole gimmick. You know, Pokemon got to catch them all. And that was a gimmick that they brought over here from Japan. Japan didn't have got to catch them all. At least I don't think. It was just pocket monsters. There you go. Have it. Mm -hmm. But when it came over here, people were just so excited about it. I feel like Pokemon also hit a bunch of genres of gaming. Like for well, the It was a completely new type of gaming. Yeah. Because you, we, we, it was a 16-bit game or an 8-bit game. I really don't know which one's which. And it was something that was just brand new. Like mm -hmm. you walk into this overworld, you battling with other creatures. But at the thing that got it going was that you could go ahead and trade with your friends, which was never done in, in, in the game before at all. Like in, in any game up until that point, there was no interactive mm -hmm. gaming with a handheld device that you can connect to via link cable and trade and battle with other kids. That was the allure. That's what everyone loved about it. Because you had two different versions. You can only get Pokemon on a certain version. Yeah, that that, that itself trade. is amazing. Yeah, you had to trade. So yeah. I really don't know why Game Freak and Pokemon Company are still making two different versions when a lot of the Pokemon that are existing in the game now, um, a lot of people have back-traded games from fucking Blue version okay. 25 years ago. You know what I mean? It's very amazing mm -hmm. how, that, how that's gone. But mm -hmm. that's Pokemon, and fucking took off yeah it's like a, wildfire like all types of people liked it too yeah i was talking to my fiance about it today and um she was telling me she's like i probably like poke like i like pokemon now more than she does i just started getting into pokemon cards which we'll talk in <laughs> a little bit about i'm so excited hey, for that. but like you're a little late to the game with that i'm just i'm about. a little late to a lot of stuff well <laughs> have you been listening to our podcast late so just a little bit so, um, but like Monique was telling me how she's, 
she grew up playing some games. She was telling me how there was this one game that she played that she it was one of her favorite games. It's like it was like Mario Party but with Pokemon, and they were still battling. But Pokemon. you could do like mini games. Pokemon Stadium. Is that what it was called? I, she didn't. Yeah. She couldn't remember what it was called. I've never heard of Pokemon it. I was like, that Stadium. sounds incredible. When we heard that Pokemon was getting a game like Pokemon Stadium on the N64. Right when it was like 3D graphics. We all freaked out. We were like, I believe oh, it. shit, there's a 3D Charizard? Ah! I need to see what it looks like. But even better. And like, this is why like Game Freak is so like successful today. It's because they made it compatible with the Pokemon you raised in the game. So they had this little expansion pack that you plugged into the N64 controller. You plug in your game. You can use the Pokemon you battled with in the game mm-hmm. on the screen in 3D, and people were just freaking out. So not only could you battle your friends with the handheld via link cable, you can plug it into your N64 and battle each other on the screen in 3D. That was cool. That's extremely that cool. That was cool. I remember Pokemon Stadium. Holy shit. <laughs> I remember Pokemon Stadium 2 when they introduced uh, a lot of the uh, Gen 2 Pokemon there. Mm-hmm. But Red and Blue were the games that kind of started it all. Like, you guys have it easy. Like, when you had to grind in Red and Blue, it was no joke. No joke. You had to... Well, it was an Eastern game. Eastern games are known for their grinding. Well, They're yeah. They're in, in, in the 90s, sure. But, like, once you, like... <laughs> once you learned of all the hacking and stuff and figure out how to make 99 Master Balls and 99 Rare Candies, like... The way you would have to grow your Pokemon in the first generation was you had to go back and forth to the Elite Four with a new Pokemon with the EXP share. Mm-hmm. So the EXP share would be mm-hmm. on, and you just battled Lorelai, Bruno, Agatha. We're, we're gonna we're gonna get into EXP share in a minute just, too. Just keep on going through that line until your Pokemon finally evolved. And the last Pokemon that people couldn't get was a fucking Dragonite because Dragonair doesn't evolve until like level fifty, and Dra- Jatini didn't evolve into Dragonair until like level thirty. So. Mm-hmm. You had to go all the way up until you got the fucking only dragon type Pokemon in the entire game, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, and then go from there. But the grinding that was involved. Once you figured out how to do the missing no shit and get the 99 rare candies, I mean, all that was kind of out. So, But what really kind of got the whole game popular was the schoolyard rumors about Bill's Secret Garden and Mew and like... Togepi or Peekaboo, yep. people were trying to get their hands on these Pokemon that weren't really originally in the game. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you heard it on the schoolyard. If you press up, down, X, Y, Z and go to the spot was, at the yep, same time, yep. something will happen. It was the same It was the same thing in, um, in Emerald where my sister showed me, like, you, you enter this cave and you do this certain walk secret, mm-hmm. uh, sequence and Rayquaza showed up. In Emerald? I believe so. I don't remember that. I just remember she did this weird like walk sequence, and I was like, "How? How would you even know how to do that?" The schoolyard rumors, like again, when Jim, when Emerald and Gen Three were coming out, the internet was like barely getting past uh, dial-up. Yeah, so that was barely getting past dial-up there, and so from there, a lot of people were just relying on rumors that they mm-hmm. heard from their friend, or like we had this Nintendo had a um, a hotline that you can call. Where you can get cheat codes, like legit, either walkthroughs or cheat codes. Even an old TV show on a TV channel called G4, which was for games, that had a show called Cheat, and they would give you all the cheat codes to any game that was there, and people would do it. So, Pokemon was really cool. But let me tell you a story. Pokemon story. 
Pokemon is so the creator of Pokemon, mm-hmm. Satoshi Tajiri, mm-hmm. he based the game off of his love of finding insects in Japan. So a lot of the original, like Kanto, Johto, Hoenn, and Sinnoh, are based on Japanese regions. So Kanto is an actual real place. Johto is an actual real place based on a Kansai region. Hoenn, I don't forget what they call it, and in the Sinnoh region, they're all based on real places. But <clears throat> the game mm-hmm. was built by like a handful of people. Not a lot of people, like maybe four or five programmers, right? And Chijiri had a Nintendo. For the original Pokemon, only four or orig- five programmers? Yeah, it okay. was that. So the reason why the game got big wasn't because of people going around trading. I know that's what we said earlier, but it wasn't just for that aspect. It was the rumor of Mew being programmed into the game, which wasn't supposed to be in the game. So when people started to figure out the ROM and the hack, on how to get Mew, and some person actually did it, that's why the game started to blow up. Mm. Because Nintendo Nintendo wasn't doing so hot at the time. Their Game Boy was kind of like, meh. But yeah. when they made Pokemon, and it was only for the Game Boy, mm-hmm. I think Red and Blue sold 10, 20 million units because of the idea that there was a Pokemon that wasn't re- officially released in the Pokedex at the time. So yeah, all these people buying the games, and they're like, there's a Mew in the game. Like, no, Mew? It's only 150. No, there's 151 Pokemon, and there's a glitch on how you can get Mew. So that was really kind of sparked. How enticing. I know, right? Could you imagine you get a game, and then someone discovers that there's a Pokemon in the game that wasn't originally supposed to be there, but one of the programmers put it in there last minute? Now every game has Easter eggs. Every game's got these little things, but, like, from a original standpoint that's got to be fascinating right that's really cool and i didn't really like i didn't really care for you because it was one of those things like back in the day you had to have a game shark which was pretty much pretty much you got into the the the, the code of the game and you were able to find out certain things about the game that wasn't yeah. originally there right okay. so i was like oh i don't have a game shark but you didn't need a game shark to activate the glitch to catch the mew you could have if you knew exactly what you needed to do you could have done it right when you got to Cerulean city which is where it's at I didn't know this, but when they released the game back in 2016 mm-hmm. for the uh, 3DS, they released the games in their original entirety, meaning the, the the glitch was still there. So I did it, and I was like, oh, shit, Mew popped up. <laughs> I was like, this is dope. I've never done this before. Is, is not, not to get too dark and twisted, isn't the first version of the game the one with that ghost town that, like, yeah. has the music that freaks people out well there's a there's a story behind that too because a lot of people got that wrong so lavender town now yes lavender town creepy town because you have ghost type pokemon there but then you have also have like a ghost one well, a pokemon cemetery yeah i was gonna say isn't that the one with the graveyard yeah, yeah. you have the ghost flying around like it's really creepy as shit like if because you... because pokemon never died they fainted and well no the in the ball. american one they fainted in the japanese game no they died Oh, well, <laughs> as someone who only played the American versions, I didn't know that Pokemon could die. I just yeah, thought they a, fainted and went back into their Pokemon. There's a lot of censorship that's gone into Northern American Pokemon games versus the original game back in Japan. Got there's it. a lot of censorship. So the story behind that, they call it the Lavender Tail Syndrome. So in Japan, a lot of kids who were hearing this music. The very eerie music. The very eerie music. It wasn't like supernatural or anything. It was the music was being played at a certain frequency that caused these kids to go crazy. And some of them actually killed themselves. 
So the frequency Yikes. that were heard over there, when they were trying to bring it over here, they were like, yeah, uh, we heard about this Lavender Town thing. You guys are going to have to change the frequency on that song. So it's not the original music here. I think they moved it up an octave to get it out of that frequency. So when it came here, kids wouldn't be killing themselves. But over there, if you look on YouTube or any place, you can find the original music over there and listen to it. And it sounds kind of weird, but they said uh, it only affected kids under the age of 10 or some shit like that. So hearing it as an adult, you might not hear it, but there's... What do you think it had to do with like brain function or like... I don't know. Development? There was uh, some people who, who, when it started coming around, now we didn't know about this Mm -hmm. when the games came out. We didn't know. How Uh, would you? No, exactly. Like, we didn't have social media. (laughs) No, it happens and you go, okay, so jot that down. That's not okay. Well, a lot of the whole Pokemon shit, like like the weird stuff that happened, didn't start coming out until 2016 when the internet was big and people were first learning learning about this. Mm -hmm. So there's people who actually took the original recording put it through a waveform and saw certain high pitch frequencies in the waveform that was like, oh, that's, that's weird. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's not supposed to be there. Right. And I don't know if the programmers did it on purpose or was there something that was they were unaware Mistake of. Or... But no one knows to this day. Like, Ooh. if that was... It's creepy, too. And it, it happens in a town where ghost Pokemon run around. And it's... Yeah, the location of the music in the game and what happens in real life is like very trippy yeah so so like after gen one pokemon's like blowing up they had their first movie mm-hmm. which didn't do well well i mean it did well for an, an anime movie that they took and redubbed is that the one that ash turns into stone yeah yeah that was phenomenal what are you talking about i know that I was mean, a tear that was a tearjerker for I think sure I, I think i might have watched that movie a, a good 50 times Phenomenal. Like, you get the little Pokeball that Burger King to promote the movie. I yes. throw them at my sister to try and capture her. Get back in your ball. <laughs> <laughs> no one told you to come out. Get back in there. Um, trading cards were like just a big thing. And they had these little things on the back of the Lunchables where they were like little trading cards. And we would collect those all the time. Yeah. So it was literally a thing about people collecting Pokemon because we had to collect them all. Yeah. And that was the whole gimmick. That's the whole point. As a perfectionist, yeah. But I never, ever completed a Pokedex. Don't hate me. I don't hate you. I just think you're weak. Probably. I've I'm never... going to finish Brilliant Diamond. I'm going to do it. You're going to finish... Okay, so... <laughs> I'm going to do it. Fun fact. I don't know how many Pokemon they program into the game. Same. Keep in mind that there's over 800 Pokemon now. I can do it. At the time of the original Diamond and Pro... I'll quit my job right now. There was only 400 and something passion. Pokemon. It's my passion. So imagine, <laughs> like at this time, yeah, when Diamond came out, you had half the Pokemon available. Now you have twice as many to catch across eight Pokemon. generations of games. I can do it. I, I don't. I don't think all generations are in this one. I mean, so what's There's the no point? Way. How can you catch them all? You can't use the gimmick anymore. No, I can catch them all in the uh, in in the allotted area. But you can't even catch them all. Because I can there's, catch there's them all. Eight hundred and something Pokemon. Yeah, but the, you, you can't get mad at me for something I can't control. Well, Here we go again with catch, the nineties. Well, you can't catch them all then. No, I, I can catch them all. I can do you it. You can't catch all hundred, eight hundred and sixty-four. I will have my fiance code the Pokemon into my game, and I will catch them. You know what? You can't do that anymore. She can do it. No, you can't. You, you know why? You don't know you her. You know why? You don't know her. You know. No, no, no. You know why? Why? Because a lot of people got caught trying to break the code of the game, and Game Freak put in this little, I guess, fail safe. 
Mm-hmm. So if you caught if you if you're caught hacking the game, it you, deletes your game, right? It not only deletes your game, but you can't play online. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you can go ahead and try to hack the ROM of the game, but there's a little failsafe that's like you hacked the game. You can't have you, your online capabilities are gone. <laughs> you're, you're done. <laughs> you're done. <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to take a really quick break. We'll Little be back recess. in a few seconds, minutes. Uh, anyways, listen to our ads. we got a lot to share with you. So, yes, we do. Yeah, we'll be back. Stay tuned. Cool. An ancient darkness. A light from legends that have become myth. A legend untold. Join Avion, an unexpected guide to Zeta and Stroke. Two boys needing to get to the grand capital city of Hersa. Their mission, to meet with the Overseer in order to help Zeta and Stro regain their lost memories. Along the way, they'll encounter terrible monsters, foil the plans of space pirates, and make new friends and allies. All the while trying to stop the newly freed Zale from enacting his plans in taking over the planet Ultima. Will they succeed in their mission, or will the revelation of a lost and forgotten past engulf them in darkness? An original story written and drawn by Will at Heroic Studios. Read exclusively at HeroicStudiosMedia.com for free. Hey, Jonathan, you know it's that time of year again. Where National it, Groundhog Day. That is not what Tax I'm day. going to No, no. National it's Cat not, Day? No, it's time to start getting toys for kids. You oh, know this. I do know this. I do know this, yep. We yep. do this every year. We do. Our Become a Hero toy drive is now in full swing, and we are looking to raise how much money? $500. $500 to give to, to buy toys for the little kids and deliver them. How could you forget this? Um, I'm sorry. I just, I haven't really been myself lately. No, we can talk not. about it. You dressed up. It all started when I was four. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, folks. Our Become a Hero Toy Drive is in full swing. We're getting started early this year so we yes. can get as much money as we can. Last year, we had a goal of what, 250 It was $250. It was 250 yep. We knocked it out and we had some pretty happy kids. Yes, we did. That was fun. So this year, we're doubling that amount. We're going to $500. And I guess... We have a, a, a incentive. An incentive for you yes. guys. Thank you. Yeah. You want to explain? I do want to explain. Go for it. If we get to $500, Will and I are going to dress up as some form of superhero slash supervillain and actually go and buy the gifts like at a Walmart dressed up and deliver the gifts dressed up in full costume. Yes. We haven't decided on what heroes we're going to be, but we'll keep you guys posted. And... We're going to record it so you guys can watch how many people look at us, how, how stupid we are. So, yes. This is for the kids. All the money is going towards buying toys for children this holiday season, and we hope you guys do support. You can find a PayPal link in the description, or you can just donate via listener support here on Anchor or Spotify or wherever you're listening, all right? so We just want your money. That's it. <laughs> That's all we need. <laughs> We're being honest here, okay? Yeah. All right, guys. Let's get to the episode. All right. And we're back. We're back. Oh, that was not as painful as I thought it no, was. No, it's be. not. You know, we were waiting on our first sponsor to, to, to give them the ad. We have this nice little break in our show. Yep. To do the ad. For sponsor. Insert know, sponsor here. Insert sponsor here, but no one wants to sponsor us just yet. So we just made up our own fucking ads because that's, we're that's what we need like to that. do. We're ballers like that. Yeah. That's all I got to say. 
Yeah. If you want to be a big podcast, you got to act like a big, big yeah, podcast. Yeah, we, we got our own advertisements. That's right. So, yeah. We pay ourselves <clears throat> with still, the money we make ourselves. Well, we're still waiting on our first dollar for our Become a Hero toy drive. So uh, if you want to open your wallet this holiday, yep. that'd be great. Yeah. yeah. That'd be awesome. I really want to dress up and go get some toys for some kids, but <clears throat> waiting Can't on the <clears throat> first dollar. <clears throat> you got something in your throat? A little bit. Okay. <clears throat> a little bit. It might be a dollar. A little pettiness? might be a dollar. Fair. Okay. So back to Pokemon. Um, Gen two was my overall favorite Pokemon generation of all time. Okay. I don't. Which care. one is Diamond? What? Well, what generation is Diamond? And four. Pearl? Yeah, that's my favorite. Yeah. Gen four was Pimple my up. favorite. I am sorry. Gen four was kind of like on my decline out of Pokemon because after Gen four, I didn't really go into Gen five. I'm like. Ugh. Gen two. Gen two was yours. Gen two was mine because it was like an enhanced version of Red and Blue. Back then, Gen two was actually going to be it for Pokemon. They were just going to do red and blue, gold and silver, and crystal and be done with it. Mm-hmm. But then they made so much money that they came back four years later with Ruby and Sapphire. But <clears throat> Gen 2 was oh, my Sapphire favorite. was incredible. Because they had... Mudkip. <laughs> <laughs> Phenomenal. They had they had Swampert. the day and night cycle. Yeah. They had the events that you can do. Pokemon can hold items. They can recover using berries. You can create different Pokeballs. Like I, I played, it added it added extra elements to the game. Yeah, it was so great. So I love it. And then on top of that, not only could you get the eight badges in the Johto region, you can cross over to the Kanto region and get those eight badges too. And then you battle Red, who had like level eighty and up Pokemon that was just really tough to beat. Mm-hmm. And then you call all the legendaries, and you can actually complete it. That so I had the original Red and Yellow version, no blue and yellow, okay. and then I got Silver and Crystal, and I had two Game Boys, and I would just trade back and forth. And I almost got to complete a Pokedex, even I mean, with that's Celebi. dedication. Yep. But I, I bet you so many people did that. Well, yeah. Of I course. bet you so many people went out and bought another Game Boy just to try to catch them all. My problem is that I lost my second Game Boy. That Game Boy, the green one that you see there, Yeah. I had an atomic purple Game Boy color that came with a crystal version. Did I know you while you had that? Or was there someone else that I know that had the purple? Did no. you ever? You never found it? Someone else had a purple, and it was really cool looking. Yeah, it was like a see-through purple. Yeah, yeah, it was super cool. Yeah, I had one, and I would take both of my Game Boys with me everywhere I go. Take a long trip, I had them, because I was trading back and forth. I was mm-hmm. battling, and so much fun. You get to see what Pokemon look, look like in different games. And then Crystal Version was the first game yeah. where the Pokemon, like, moved when they came out of the ball. And, like, I didn't, that was I, fascinating. Like, it it's was, flying! Like, it was so, like... You had a a lot to kind of like explore when you had a new Pokemon game. Like you, they didn't tell you all this shit like they're telling you now about the game. You just got the game, you started playing, and you learned about this shit as you go. I feel like they don't even need to do that in today's games. They, they just need don't. they just need to say Pokemon. What else do they you need to know? Exactly. They don't need it's, to it's do that. Fucking Pokemon. Like when when Sun and Moon came out, I feel that they just gave away so much shit about the games. That when we got in and started playing it, it wasn't a surprise. Like, we knew what this Pokemon was. We knew what it evolved into. It was like, oh, this game is so boring because we knew everything. Yeah. It was so annoying. I hated it so much. I get that. It's it's like it's like every year when Apple comes out with a new phone. They don't need to to do a a story on it. Like, you're going to buy it. Right. You're addicted to the phone. Yeah. Who cares if it has a better camera? Like, they always say it's a better camera. You're going to buy it. And I, you don't I th- need a keynote on it. I think that's why Gen 7 was such my like least favorite game was because it was like you, you, you did like a new video update every fucking week showcasing a new Pokemon in its evolutionary line or like a new gimmick that you're trying to promote or like this or that or like pr- 
pre-order this. And Let get the this. people figure it out. Let right. the people experience it for the first time. Like another one in in the original Gen Two Gold and Silver mm-hmm. was Celebi. Like no one knew what a Celebi was. Yep. And it was a region locked exclusive, meaning over in Japan they did like an event where they unlocked Celebi for you. So that's how we knew about Celebi. But we couldn't get Celebi. The only way to get Celebi was to form a Game Shark. Get in there. So once one person had a Game Shark. Fucking, we all had Celebi. Dude, I had a level 100 Celebi, and it was hacked. This thing knew fucking every fucking attack. Like, yeah. Like, flamethrower. Like, if a grass-type <laughs> Pokemon, I know flamethrower somehow, and shit like that. Like Because nature prevails. Right. <laughs> like <So>, Chaos Reign. <laughs> and it was the first generation of games where you had to track certain Pokemon, because mm-hmm. the legendary dogs, they would just move all over the place. Once you saw one, you can start hunting it down and trying to catch it. And you never knew when you were going to run into it. And that was like a lot of fun. It was so much fun in Gen 2. I love Gen 2. I still play it to this day. I think I played it last night for a little while. Getting Pokeballs made. And I just took out Team Rocket in the radio tower in Golden Rock City. I loved it. Even with the remakes. The remakes were just phenomenal too. So... We're going to stop talking about what yeah, I remember. I was going to talking about Ruby and Sapphire that you remember. So you can talk a little bit about Oh, her. Ruby and Sapphire was amazing. Team Aqua versus Team Lava. Team Magma. Or Magma. Whatever. You know Come what on. I mean. I, on. I only played Sapphire, so I only knew of one. Well, and no, I, no. You knew of two because they interacted in the game. Don't lie. Barely. No. They were going against each other in the game. Barely. Team Aqua and Team Magma. It was a good time. Okay. Um... I I just remember getting all the badges. I did complete the game. Um, I don't remember much about it, to be honest with you. What? Except I did get... I really don't. It was so long ago. I remember getting Kyogre. Okay. I remember getting one of the legendary flying Pokemon. Latios. The blue one. Oh, yeah, Latios. Uh, that's all I really remember. Now, and, I was, and I chose Mudkip. See, with Gen 3, it was the first game on the Game Boy Advance. So, better graphics. The first time in a Pokemon game where you saw rain, You're like oh, it's raining in this area. What the fuck? And then the 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 weather in a particular area kind of affected the way the battle took place. Yes, which I thought was pretty cool. Yes, when in in Gen Four, um, when you were like in the desert, sometimes uh, sandstorms happen. Fucking hate sandstorms. But like it was that was that was really cool to me it was a new concept so you kind of had to tailor your battle strategy centered around those new effects from the weather yeah like if you had if a, it's raining it affected your monsters if it was sandstorm if it was if it was hot outside mm-hmm. yeah that was really fun i like that cool concept but there was something like again in earlier pokemon games they didn't tell you a lot mm-hmm. so there were three pokemon in gen 3 the reggie ice reggie rock and reggie steel so if you remember when you're running around the overworld, you come across these monoliths and they're they're like, you know, there's obvious that there's something here, but you can't get into it yet. They're thumpers. Thumpers? Thumpers. What? Is that the right thing from Mario Party? Those little thumpers? I don't know. Thumpers? No. Thumper? Thumper. Thumper. No. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, um, we didn't know what these rocks were. And again, we're going back to like, unless you had the player's guide and could figure it out, like, no one fucking bought the player's No one guide. knew it. All they saw were these three. I remember seeing that and mm-hmm. wondering, what was that? Yeah, they were. Like, that's, they wouldn't just randomly put that there. No. 
You're making me yawn, and I hate you for it. I'm sorry. I hate you for it so much. I've had a hard day. You need to bring an energy drink next time. I already had one today. Anyway, yeah, no. <laughs> like, anything that we learned about Pokemon games is that they don't really just fucking put anything in the game and just kind of be like, haha, this is something that you don't know about, uh-huh. and we're not going to tell you, which is, they did it a lot, but then people kind of played around with the game, and this is before the internet, so if you had a player's guide, you can figure out the code to open up these caves and encounter these, like, Pokemon. And what made it fun is that you didn't need a an event to open it. It was just like, if you knew the code, in terms of, like, it wasn't a hidden code, like, you had to, like, hack the ROM or anything like that. It was in the game, and mm-hmm. once you decipher the code, you can get in here and catch these Pokemon. Yeah. I think I only did that whole run through, like, maybe once on my Sapphire version, which I still have, by the way. It's over there. Awesome. And it still saves. Awesome. I think it's in my Game Boy Advance now. I believe so, it. So, Yeah. A lot of fun. Ruby and Sapphire. I think that was probably like a lot of people's go-to game. Do you remember pushing your Game Boy Advance to the limit to where you would try to get it right before it dies and then you try to save it right before it dies? Oh man, versus autosave like it is today. I've done that Crazy. before where I've caught like a legendary Pokemon and my Game Boy died before I could save it and I was so mad. You punched a wall. I didn't punch a wall, but... You it, cried. I, was, I was really upset. I and believe then, and then and then they had the uh um fuck I forgot what I was about to say. Anyways, um like Ruby Sapphire and then they had the the red and blue remakes, the Fire Red and Leaf Green, which was everyone loved it. Like because you had to remake the red and blue and you wanted to see how everything looked updated. Like, yeah. You know, that was pretty cool. In color, right? But I don't know how many times <laughs> I don't know how many times you could remake a Pokemon game and people would buy it, because they remade Gen 1. Three times. I mean, they just did it with Diamond and Pearl, and I I got it. Well, no, like Gen Run, Gen One Pokemon. So yeah, Red and Blue, right? Yeah. And then you have Fire and Leaf Green. Everyone's gonna buy Fire and Leaf Green because they hadn't played Pokemon in like ten years. Yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah. And then they came out with the Let's Go Eevee and Let's Go Pikachu, Pikachu. like three years ago, and you're like, that came out in 2017. I want to say. I think it was 2018. It might be. I want to say it was. I'm going to say 2017. No, it wasn't 2017 because Breath of the Wild came out 2017. This was 2019. It was either 20. No. Yes. Yeah. It came out. It came out before Sword and Shield. Of course it did, but it was. Sword wasn't. and Shield came out in 2019. Was it 2019? Yeah. So it must have been 2018 that it came out. I'm going to say 17. Either way, no. it came out between it, it, 17 it, it, and 18. It didn't come out 2017 because Breath of the Wild came out 2017. Should I pull my phone and check? Yeah. Okay. You want to bet on this? I bet you five dollars that it came out in twenty eighteen. I'll, I'll bet. Let's okay. do it. All right, look it up. Right. Pokemon, let's go, Eevee. Guys, I'm about to win five dollars. You can just go buy me five McChickens right now. <laughs> I don't want to see any cheating. Twenty eighteen, baby. Oh, that's what November nineteenth or sixteenth, twenty eighteen. Yeah, you owe me five dollars, buddy. I know my game, son. I know exactly when I got them. Yeah. Sun, Sun and Moon was 2016. Uh, Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon was 2017. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, uh, Good. Good yeah. job. I did not know that. thought it came out in 17. Nope. Breath of the Wild came out in 2017, and that was Game of the Year, because everyone's fucking talking about Breath of the Wild. Nintendo is not going to release a game when one of its flagship games is doing really well. Trust me. I believe they're that. They're going to save that. They're smarter than that. They're going to milk Breath of the Wild for as much as they can yeah. until um, something else comes out. But now Pokemon is on this trend where they're releasing games during the holidays, which is... I love it because... what That's the perfect time to get it. It is the perfect time to get it, but I'm a Pokemon fanatic and I want the game now. I can't wait till Christmas. Like, 
when they did like the only reason I haven't gotten Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl just yet is because mm-hmm. it's, I'm too busy with other shit and I want to sit down and enjoy it. Otherwise, I would have gotten it on Friday and been home playing. Well, luckily, I got it. I'm playing it. I can tell you all about it. There's two things right from the get-go that make the game so much easier than how it used to be. One, which we kind of talked about, was the experience share. Mm-hmm. You don't need anything. It's automatically built into the game. Okay. So a lot of people... I hate that, by the way, but continue. It, I, it makes the game a lot easier. Of course it does, but that's not why you get a Pokemon game. You get no, the game to do EV training grind, and, yeah. and raise up your Pokemon stats, not just have all the Pokemon Let me just say this. I'm really close to a Gyarados already, and I haven't even used Magikarp once. Yep. It's just a different element to the but game. you have a level something Magikarp already? Yeah. Where did you get Items. a Magikarp? In water? You, have, you already have a fishing rod? Like how, yeah. How? It's I'd, Instead of going up, I went left, and some dude gave me a fishing rod, and I called me a Magikarp. I, there's not much more to it. And it's already in the high teens or something. I, I hate how like so Mid simple Pokemon is right now. Like You have to go through... Because when, when Gen 4 came out... Yeah. That's when they introduced the online internet gaming. Like, you can go online and battle people. And people started getting really competitive and figuring out what's called EV training, where, you know, if your Pokemon didn't have a certain stat um, stack up, that they would just keep on breeding the same Pokemon over and over and over again. It's gotten to the point to where people had restarted the game over and over and over again because their starter didn't have the right stats. So if you don't have the right EVs and no stats, people would just like, fuck it start over and keep on going. They do that with shiny starters too. They'll restart yeah, the game. They'll keep on going until they get a shiny starter. Sometimes. <laughs> until they get a not only a shiny starter but a starter with the right stat stack up. What a loser. <laughs> so people, I could never. So people understood like the competitiveness of Pokemon in Gen 4. They that's oh, no, what no. they did. I get it from a like you 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 want to get the the best advantage that you can. Right. So what are you going to do? Just keep, restart the game over and over until, until you, get, you the get the perfect one. The perfect one with the right stats. And you have to do, like, you can only battle certain Pokemon because certain Pokemon that you KO gave you, like, two plus more attack than another Pokemon did. And that's, that was the So, like, I'm... I'm what, what another level, it's you know? It's such a bigger level of, like, than what we came I'm from. over here like, I like Piplup. Right. Go, water, go. Now, Eat imagine you're Piplup on, like, Roy's, right? Like, if attack is just... Like, it's so beefed up that it can take down any fire type. Well, okay, so I was talking to my brother about it, because um, my brother and his girlfriend got the game before me. Did they really? Yeah. So they're playing? They, yeah. Oh, my God. I oh, yeah. No, we, I we, talk about, we talk about it, not every day, but, like, we talked about it a little bit today. Um, Alexander is starting with the turtle. Oh, weird. He wants to give himself a little bit of a challenge. Oh, and yeah, then, that's a little bit of a challenge, all right? And then uh, Summer Moser is starting with um, with the with the monkey, the fire monkey. Chimchar. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> he calls me today, and he's like, hey, so I don't know how in-depth. Like, are you playing casually? Are you playing competitively? Are you? And I was like, oh, probably somewhere in between. I play super competitive. Like, I don't want to be, like, crazy competitive to where I'm looking up stuff 24-7, but I want to I be better than just... Level of my best. Pokemon to the no. I just I, I don't want to do like like Andy who just tries to get everyone to like level eighty so they could dominate. I I want there to be a little bit of a challenge. Well, see that's the thing is that people think that your Pokemon being at a higher level means it's super strong. It doesn't. It doesn't mean no. anything. So so he showed me this really cool website. I want to say he typed in Pokemon DX. 
is what it was called. And like you type in the Pokemon and it tells you like, what is this Pokemon best at? Like for example, which I learned real quickly is my Piplup, it's best stat that grows the most often is special attack. Right. So if I'm but that, that's because of its nature too, right? Like yeah. a certain nature. Yeah. So, so it's special attack is a little bit better than everything else. So even when it levels up and all the others level up one, that one almost always levels up one, if not two, like it's just a little bit better. Here, it's better than regular attack. And I'm learning. And then I'll let you say your part. I'm learning that if you're attacking a monster and it's not effective at all, like it's not, not effective. Like it's just a normal attack. It will actually do more damage with a special attack because the special attack is better than its original attack, which is fascinating to me. I didn't know that. Okay. So I didn't know that. I'm going to, I'm going to give people my, my, my competitive streak away. This is how I battle online. Yeah. I had a Pokemon in Gen 7 named Naganadel mm-hmm. and it was a dragon poison type. Ooh. And by default, yeah. its speed was up there. Okay. It was actually considered one of the fastest Pokemon that you can have. Ooh. So I EV trained the shit out of that. Like its speed was in the high 300s, the level 100, maybe higher than that. I don't remember. I still mm-hmm. have it, by the way. Mm-hmm. So then I maxed out its speed and then I maxed out its special attack. So it always moves first. Doesn't matter who it's going up against. It always moves first and it always uses a super dumb like special attack that does some serious damage. Another thing that I learned is like Blaziken with his speed boost. Yeah. My Blaziken, I maxed out his speed. And every time mm-hmm. per turn, I use a speed boost where his speed comes up. So after like one or two turns, it's going to be moving first unless you KO it. There's so much that goes into like how you battle online. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. Like it's so ridiculous. Yeah. I was battling. I think I didn't learn about this until like later on, but I was on the X and Y. I was battling online and I had my Charizard out. I'm like, oh, I'm about to rape this dude. And he busted out with a Caterpie. I'm like, what the fuck is this Caterpie doing? I remember this story. It uses yeah. string shot to slow me down and yeah. then knocks me out. And I'm like, what the fuck? In my head, I'm thinking like, oh, no, this dude had a hacked Pokemon. But he found me on Facebook because we were part of a group. Yeah. He was like, no, I just fucking Eevee trained the beef out of my Caterpie. And it just fucking and it wrecks. Worked. And I'm like, what the fuck? What? Where are you going? An important phone call. I Im- can't break it. Important phone call? Yeah. You can keep talking. Just give me just 30 seconds. Uh, guys, okay? we're going to take a break really quick. Real Be right quick. back. I'm so sorry. So that was Jonathan's uh, master calling him like four times. It's not even like that. It is totally like that. It's important. You have me I, all excited about competitive play, and I'm like, we can still talk about competitive play. I'm so stoked about competitive play. <laughs> That's the only reason, like, I, I like Diamond and Pearl. I play him, but I, I'm I'm really down to see what the mechanics are like in terms of EV training because Sword and Shield had a little bit of it, but they made it really easy for you to, to EV train your Pokemon with the candies and shit. Like, I don't fucking do that. Uh, Sun and Moon had it a little bit. It was okay. Mm-hmm. X and Y, that's when I really started figuring out how to EV train certain Pokemon. I had a dominating team. Oh, my God. I would go online for, like, hours on end just battling people. And I would just get in there. I'd win some. I'd lose some. And some people had some really cool Pokemon that I couldn't really figure out. Competitive play is where it's at these days. You Fair. have to competitive play. So like, so, like, but that's, that's part of the beauty of Pokemon is... It's for the casual gamer. It's for the competitive gamer. Right. There's different avenues of the exact same game. It's not like, it's not like, I feel like a lot of games, a lot of good games, they, they master those two things. Mm -hmm. Um, 
some other popular games. Like I never really got into League of Legends, but I don't consider that like a casual gaming. No, you have to be some type of a competitive player. Yeah, same um, with Destiny. Like I was, I was just gonna say the shooter be, games on Xbox. If you're gonna be playing in like Gambit or Crucibles, like you, gotta, you need like, to be amazing. Like yeah. we do, we do okay in Gambit. Gambits are okay. We do yeah. okay. When it comes to the Crucible, fuck that, dude. Never. These people are online hours a day maxing out their characters. And then, like, Call of Duty, same thing. Like, you you can play the campaign and you could casually play with friends, but you're going to have to dedicate a lot of time to be really good in competitive gaming. Mm-hmm. But see, that's the thing about what, like, Pokemon did. Like, you, we knew back in the day it was all about trading and battling. Like, mm-hmm. you battle with your friends. It didn't occur to me that when they, like, started implementing internet play... That it's the same thing without a link cable. It didn't click. I'm like, I don't know these people. Why would I want to play with them online? But that was how it was. And, and now online gaming is where it's at. Everyone does online gaming. Pretty much everyone. Now, I, don't, I don't even know what the, the interface is with Diamond and Pearl right now. Mm-hmm. But I know that it's probably up there. Because like, we've, we've gone through so many online gaming play. Like I might even just bust out Sword and Shield after this and get online and battle a few people because so much fun not? yeah i maxed out and beefed out my intilion to like the max and plus the dynamaxes and shit um into like this sniper rifle tower looking why thing. not and it, it it snipers other pokemon like you just, <laughs> you're like what this lizard just shot a charizard in the face i don't understand why that happened but a pokemon is really one of those things where it's like it's a lot of fun to play yeah it's still a lot of fun to play it's fun because you I mean, you get into your character and then you start to, like, fall in love with these Pokemon. And, like, for example, all the Pokemon in my party, there's maybe two that I'll ever use consistently. And it's Piplup right now. And then eventually when I get Gyarados. All the others are just fillers, but I plan on leveling them up. And then when I need to, like, I needed them to, to win the first gym battle. Yeah. It's great. But usually the first, like, my first party of Pokemon that I pick up are usually the ones that I kind of stick to throughout the entire game. No, I don't want the... I have a stupid... What's it called? Big... Big... Big Doom? Big Doom? Oh, Badoof. Badoof. <laughs> I don't care for that thing. I just need something that can take hits. I don't care about Fucking that stupid... Badoof. They're those dumbest Pokemon <laughs> my life. I'm like, this is what we're starting with. It's like, the, well, okay, so we had rats, Ratatat in, in, in red and blue, and then it was Shintrit in gold and silver, and now we have Bidoof. Yeah. Fucking pops up at least, everywhere. At least um, in Sapphire, there was Zigzagoon. That was Zigzagoon cool was looking. cool. Yeah, okay, so it wasn't Shintrit, it was Zigzagoon. That was kind of cool. No, Zigzagoon, yeah, it was Sapphire, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was Sapphire, Zigzagoon. And, and then it, I and then I want the Poochiana and the Mightyana too. I want that later in the game too. That's honestly that's like one of the two reasons why I went with um Bidoof. Diamond. Even his name is stupid, Bidoof. Yeah. Go, I don't Bidoof. even know what it is. Is it like a platypus? It's a beaver, bro. Oh. <laughs> clearly stupid. a beaver. It's clearly stupid. That's all I know. I saw people making up like uh, Pokemon box art brown version and Bidoof was the mascot. <laughs> like, who would buy this game? <laughs> Pokemon brown version with Bidoof as your legendary Pokemon. Why not? That's so fucking stupid. <laughs> so yeah, there's a few Pokemon that I won't be using a lot of. <laughs> But you got to catch a ball, so you have to either evolve it or you have to go find its evolved form and just catch it and put it in a box never to be seen never again. Never be seen again. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Like, um, 
I don't know. It's just, it's really fun. And I see how this could, especially here's something else that I've known. I've been, I've, I've been playing games my whole life. I never stopped playing games. I changed maybe the types of games I was playing, but I'm at a point where like, I'm so much more strategic than how I used to be. How? Oh, like, like when I first played Sapphire, it was just a matter of me trying to get to the highest level and just trying to beat them with just purely higher level. Now I'm sitting here like, okay, this this Pokemon's better for this version, so I'm going to use it in this area. Like, I don't know. I'm just more strategic. I've been playing a lot of games, and I'm just getting it. I feel like a little bit smarter yeah. with it. Like, when they came out with Sword and Shield, like, it wasn't my favorite because you got to understand, like, you, you have a Nintendo Switch. <coughs> I have been playing Breath of the Wild by that point. Pretty much twenty four seven. Yeah, I know. So you have this open world game of mm-hmm. a Zelda game mm-hmm. that everyone's been waiting for, mm-hmm. and it lived up to his expectations. So yep. everyone was like, oh, "What's Gen eight Pokemon gonna be? Gen eight is gonna be the first open world Pokemon game." Da, 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 da. Everyone should have been. Should have been. Wasn't. wasn't. They had one area that was fully explorable, the wild area, but it was so just underwhelming. Like I played through it, I enjoyed it. And then the more I tried to play through it, the more, like, unimpressed I became. Like, the online battle capabilities are still there. They're pretty mm-hmm. good. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. I like that. But the story was meh. The graphics was meh. And then you had, uh, who was it? Was it Konami? Or was it? it wasn't, I forgot who did it. Um, maybe it was Konami. Whoever did the new Pokemon Snap game, the graphics on that game was amazing. So you're looking at Pokemon Snap. Fucking a game where you literally take pictures of Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, why couldn't the graphics be like this for a core <laughs> game? Like, yeah. what happened? And it's not like... The graphics don't have to be that difficult. We're talking about drawings here. You don't have to create any live versions. Like, it's... Like, the, the graphics... I'm trying to figure out who did it. Who did that 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 game. That game looks beautiful. Yeah. And you're only t- just taking pictures. You're not battling. Or like a Pokemon tournament. The fighting game with all Pokemon, like those graphics look fucking fresh. Yeah. They look amazing. Yeah. Why couldn't that translate into a core Pokemon game? So now we're getting. I mean, Diamond is really beautiful. Brilliant Diamond well, is really it's, beautiful. It's a retrospect on the top down version of the game, which is it great. It is. It is. I like I, that. Lo- I love that. I love that cartoon style. Yeah, I yeah. love it. Like when they came out with uh, Alpha Ruby and Omega Sapphire, the remakes of Alpha and, of Ruby and Sapphire, the game looked great in terms of. 3D aspect of everything, mm-hmm. but it was still essentially a top-down game. So when you try and compare Ruby and Sapphire to their remakes, you can't really do that because the game and pixels in the 3D versions are a lot bigger than what you get in the 2D versions of okay. the game. So you have to kind of you really like you playing them side by side in the same area. You're like, oh, that looks cool. This is kind of dumb. That looks great. You have to look at them side by side. But I don't understand why a core Pokemon game wasn't where it needs to be and the 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 icing on the cake was not all the pokemon were in the game so all the pokemon you've been trading up to at this point from past generations remember they re-release the original games that could be traded into the new games Mm -hmm. but you couldn't trade them into gen 8 why 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 i mean we were doing so good between one through seven why stop at eight right so yeah. i i understand like rendering over 800 pokemon into a game is a lot of work but i know at some point you could have done like updates to include 
a, like a, a batch of new of Pokemon that weren't originally in the game to make. But those. Let's hope that the new game coming out in January will do something like that. I don't know what that's going to be about. That's a completely different ball game. And Legends it's, of Arceus. Legend yeah. of Arceus. It's a different ball game. It was supposed to be an open world game, but there's rumors circulating that it's not really an open world game, but. It's something different. Mm -hmm. It's something new. I'm mm -hmm. looking forward to it. That'll be fun to play. Um, honestly, the Pokemon games aren't what they used to. Like, you're talking to someone who played them since Red and Blue. Okay. And it's completely different from what it used to be to what it is now. So if you're trying to catch that nostalgia with a new Pokemon game, a new generation, you're not going to get it. You're not going to get it. But the main thing that I liked about Pokemon games. And the reason why I got Sword and Shield was experiencing a new region. Experiencing this new landscape. Because that's what it was all about. Traveling, traversing a new region, meeting new people. Meeting new <laughs> Living vicariously. Right. You know, you never You're been... exploring to... the world. And that's why I like Gen 2 better because I like more of the traditional Japanese aspect of the culture. I love that. And it was very ever-present in the game. And it was so much fun. So, coming over to like... Black and do, white. Do you have Sword and Shield, um, like a like a like a digital copy, or do you, did you download it onto your Switch? I think we have hard copies. Okay. If you want to borrow it? I know Erica doesn't play hers. I do for one specific reason. There's an Easter egg in the new Diamond and Pearl game where, if you have any saved data of any of the Let's Go games, you get a Mew for free. And if you have Sword and Shield, you get Jirachi. Okay, so I gotta, I gotta love that. I gotta bring that up too. <laughs> love um, that. Catching all the mythical legendary Pokemon, so easy. Remember when it was? I you, can't wait. Remember? <laughs> I can't wait. Remember I'm when on, you I'm had to, when you had to catch Mewtwo in a cave and like if you didn't have enough Pokeballs, you're fucked. Or it killed There's all your nothing Pokemon. You could do about There's it. nothing you could do about it. You would yeah. either have to go to a Pokemon Center and come back through the cave and find the Pokemon again, or hope that your life fucking Pokeball works on a level 70 Mewtwo. Remember how much of a pain in the ass it was to catch Legendary Pokemon? It was such a pain in the ass. You had to get him down to that little bit of red and then try and paralyze him or some shit yeah. or put it to sleep and then hope that a a ball that Kurt made that somehow works is going to catch this Pokemon. Now you can just fucking get any mythical Pokemon or Legendary Pokemon anywhere. And I, and I get it. And it would be better if it was like trade, like if you if you traded somebody for a Lugia or something, yeah. that'd be great. But now they have these set up to where you can like go to an island at a certain time, and you never know what legendary you're gonna get. And you're like, how is that canon to the game? You know what I mean? Like it doesn't. I get that. It doesn't give you the challenge because the challenge was someone made it clear. It's like okay, well the whole point is to be the greatest Pokemon master. Um, what's the point of throwing a master ball at a Mewtwo? Like, I thought you had to, you know, figure shit out, not just throw a master ball. I'm guilty of throwing a master ball at fucking... Oh, I did ball. all the time. Because I'm like, I don't fucking feel like doing this, master ball, go, mm -hmm. and you're done. You got it. But, like, I remember in 2016, they had... If you go to GameStop, like, once a month, they had a new mythical Pokemon that you can get via Mystery Gift. All you had to do, walk into the GameStop... Take like four of those fucking cards and you have four Mews or four Celebes or like four any mythical Pokemon it was. And I got every single one of those Pokemon onto my X and Y version. But I never use mythical Pokemon when I'm battling online. Why? It's a fucking cheat. I yeah. see people rolling in with like these Mewtwo's and shit and I would use a Blaziken and knock it out. And they were like, how did you do that? Because I don't use fucking legendaries. I actually grind into the game and EV level up my Pokemon. 
So, like, getting, like, all these mythical Pokemon that's like that, it's kind of annoying. Like, what's the challenge? Where's the challenge? I can't wait to get to Oh, my God, dude, you're killing me. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, everything you said, completely agree. However, um, I guess this is where I'm a mix between casual and competitive. Do I want to compete online? Yes. Do I want to fill out my Pokédex as quickly as possible? Also, I mean, yes. if, you, if you're trying to collect the mythical and legendary Pokemon to fill out your Pokedex, I guess that's, that's one thing. But where's the challenge in, like, catching something that's not the mascot of your game, right? I'm really hoping. I, I don't disagree. I'm really hoping that there's something in there's a diamond and pearl that they purposely have, like, left out online that people are going to have to experience. I think they did that, too. I'm hoping they did. I, think, I don't think a lot of people like Sun and Moon. Mainly for the fact that a lot of... The content was already there. A lot of the content was already released. And then... um, Well, okay. So, yeah. That was the main reason. But I think it was a success Mm -hmm. because they moved away from the 8-batch system. Mm -hmm. They moved to a different system. Like fighting the kahunas and all that stuff. Um, That was different. It was new. But it was different for what it was at the time. So, I can get behind that. I mean... I could play through it again, but they focus more on the story aspect of the game mm-hmm. as opposed to the gameplay. Yeah. But with Diamond and Pearl, I liked how they kept a lot of it under wraps. Like they came out and said that certain things are going to be like this in the game, so on and so forth. But you know, we like to discover those things for ourselves. Yeah, we don't like to like just be and told like this. and like thinking about that, right? Going off of that concept because I completely agree. Some of the greatest experiences is experiencing it for the first time Mm -hmm. is you're already remaking a game Mm -hmm. that everyone knows so you would think that they would throw in some other aspects to make the game a little bit unique right that they maybe haven't talked about yet which is what i'm hoping for because even though it's a remake there's other aspects of the game that they could put in like with fire red and leaf green the remakes Mm -hmm. of red and blue you had the sevy islands in there and you had this whole little side quest that you could do um, to catch like other Pokemon that wasn't a part of the Kanto region, that was cool. Same with um, um, Hard Gold and Soul Silver. There was other aspects of the game that you can go and check out. Mm-hmm. Ruby and Sapphire. They had the Delta episode, which was basically the mystery event mm-hmm. in Japan that we didn't get here. Mm-hmm. They just made it more accessible in the remake, so everyone got Deoxys and all that fun stuff. And then after that, I don't know what this was going to be, but I don't really remember the the tail end of Diamond and Pearl. I just remember the beginning because I've been playing it. So I don't even know anything about the talent since I never even played the game, which is why a lot of this is like new to me, mm-hmm. which makes it that much more exciting. Yeah, I, I get it. Like remakes are fun; they're fun to revisit. And like I said, I'll, I'll probably end up getting it really soon. But I like, eh, it's not on my like heavily to do list. That's all right. I'll keep you updated with everything going on. But I do want a competitive play, so you better like use that EXP share, but. Learn about EV training. EV, I understand. EV, EV, not the Pokemon. IV. Yes, I know. No, IV training. No, EV, EV, like not the Pokemon EV, but EV. Letter E, letter. Oh, v. I thought it was. I thought it was letter I, letter V. No, IVs are okay. So let me explain. Okay. EV. I do. I do know how to tell when you have an IV Pokemon though. Yeah, IV Pokemon out. is when you have like most of their stats maxed out right when you get them. IVs are. I don't know. I kind aren't of, they good for breeding? They're good for breeding. So if you have a Pokemon that has really good stats, like right out the gate, if they're attack and all their all their stats are like at like a six or seven or something like that, you have a really good Pokemon with really good IVs. EVs 
are additional things that you can do to boost a particular stat. Mm. So let's say you had all your IVs that maxed out. So as it levels up, it's going to be a fully balanced Pokemon. But you can take EVs and... Overmax it? Overmax or make them go higher. Just like with your Piplup, you can have a special attack grow by two, depending on with nature, and you can have it tailored to that. So certain natures determine what kind of stats grow as it grows. So if you want to... Piplup that has a higher special attack then has to have a certain nature, but you're gonna you can't decide the nature. So that's why people restart the game because yeah. I, I want a Piplup that has a calming nature because it raises this special defense or some shit like that. You know that's why they do that. Got it. So all right, let's so let's let's rank all the Pokemon games from from our favorite to least oh favorite. Oh my god, you can. I only know of two. Oh okay. So <laughs> here we go. Uh, I'm gonna start from my least favorite to my favorite. Okay. Gen I know. I know your least favorite is Gen Eight. Gen Eight, Sun yep. and Chills, number number eight. Uh, Sun and Moon. Okay. That's my least favorite. Number seven. Number seven. Yeah. So those two are See a pattern. Back neck. Uh, what was after that? Um, uh, Gen Four. I'm sorry. Like that's kind of like up there of my least favorite because that was when I was like in the decline of Pokemon. Uh, that's that's Number six. Number five. Wait. Six, mm -hmm. six, yeah. Number five. Black and white. Okay. I never played black and white, and when I did play it, it was meh. Okay. Uh, number four, that would have to be Pokemon um, X and Y. I liked X and Y. X and Y was cool. I okay. can make that. Um, number th three. Number three, uh, Pokemon Sapphire. Okay. Number two. Sapphire was phenomenal. Yeah, or well, Gen 3. Yeah, number Gen two 3. would be um, Red and Blue. And number one is gold and silver. Yeah, those are my, that's how I rank my games. Fair. So between the two games that you've played, which one is your favorite? Well, considering the fact that I beat one and I'm 90 minutes into the <laughs> second one, I'd have to go <laughs> diamond second and sapphire first. Okay. Well, but I really do, I, 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 I'm very optimistic for this diamond. Well, what what I suggest you do mm -hmm. is get your hands on a used Nintendo 3DS mm -hmm. and download Red or Blue, Gold and Silver, and play through those games again. Can't you get those on the Switch? Red and Blue, Gold and Silver? No, not at all. Even I if you have a emulator, maybe, maybe if you can figure out how to emulate it. But I haven't looked into it, so I don't know yet. I would play those original games first, and then. Um, get the remakes for Alpha Sapphire Omega Ruby. Mm -hmm. Play that on the 3DS. Just get all the Pokemon games and just play through them all and figure out which one's your favorite. That's fair. But, I mean, I'm kind of planning on doing that. I I, I do want to play Diamond since I literally have it. Cost me sixty dollars. I want to play it. Damn, it's so amazing. Pokemon's gone from being thirty dollars to being forty dollars. Now it's sixty dollars. Mm -hmm. That's fucking insane. Mm -hmm. Holy shit! I remember we bought um. Sun and Moon, and then Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, and it cost us about eighty dollars for both of them. That's forty bucks a piece. Forty bucks a piece. Now you're talking about a hundred and twenty for both games. Yep. And I'm like, and there's no platinum. I don't think they're even releasing a platinum. They haven't even talked about a platinum. It won't be a platinum. The Diamond and Pearl remakes are an enhanced version of platinum already. You're already getting a platinum story. It's just in 3D. Just that's how they do all the remakes. Yeah. They do it just like that. Don't know why, but I don't think they're going to get an enhanced version. But we didn't get an enhanced Sword and Shield game like 
gun version or some shit like that. <laughs> Pokemon gun. Pokemon staff. Yeah, we didn't get that, but we did get DLC content, which... Meh. 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 I didn't even finish it. I'm like... This is stupid. Yeah, the, the Galarian version of the uh, mythical birds, and it was kind of lame. Fucking... <laughs> fucking Zapdos looks like the Roadrunner from the Looney Tunes. <laughs> Why do they gotta do my little spiky bird like that? I was like, it doesn't fly anymore. It just fucking runs around. Like, reminds me of uh, Banjo Kazooie, where you're running with the bird and the bear. Yes. Like, <laughs> like this big ass chicken just running through the open. You love world. big chickens. You love Blaziken. <laughs> you should be thrilled for that. <laughs> Oh. I don't even think it's an electric type anymore. I think it's like a, a, Stop. a ground type or no. something like that. Yeah, they would. They wouldn't do that. Articuno was like a uh, like a, a an ice psychic type, and then Moltres okay. turned into like a dark fire type, and I think Vapdos was like a weird ground, ground electric. electric type or something like Which that. Which is extremely weird for ground and electric to be the same. Yeah, how would you? Even, That's weird. You can use a grass type because electricity doesn't work on grass, and you, if Rock types are super effective, or weak against grass types. So that would be my strategy to use against there that. But yeah, I was like Galarian. Go turtle. <laughs> I, like Galarian legendary birds. I thought there was only like it make it seem like once they cross over into this region, they change. Mm -hmm. But there's only one set of legendary birds, so they wouldn't be any variations of them. You know what I mean? Like, oh, we have more than one legendary Pokemon here. I'm like, no, that's what makes them legendary because there's only one. Yeah. So. It is what it is. All right, guys. Well, that's it for this episode. We hope you guys did enjoy. Our Any final show. thoughts? Final thoughts on Pokemon? Yeah. Or, <sighs> yeah, final thoughts on Pokemon. My final thoughts on Pokemon is, uh, me, and my, in my opinion, the, the company is doing phenomenal right now. Yeah. But because they're doing phenomenal means that they can put out shit and people will buy it. Yeah. That's the only doubt. Like, Sword and Shield was okay for the hype, mm -hmm. but in retrospect, playing the game, and I've, I've watched a lot of, like, reviews on people who liked the game, who didn't like the game, who were in between, and mm -hmm. it's like, you've never had a Pokemon game where people were torn like that. Yeah. And, like, people are starting to notice, like, Game Freaky just can't slap Pokemon on something and fucking put it out like anymore because people are starting to take notice like you really have to put on your a game and mm -hmm. i think like if arceus if that game comes out and it's phenomenal then game freak you have something on your hands that you have to take and make better but i i think stemming from gen 7 mm -hmm. to be honest mm -hmm. i think they really have to be careful on what they give the fans because the diamond and pearl remakes is i wouldn't say is a step backwards it's not a step forward it's not a step forward because it's a remake. It's not yeah. a core game. It's so. not a step back, not a step forward. It's just a holding point. Right, because people were expecting the Diamond and Pearl remake for years, ever mm -hmm. since Orath, Omega Ruby, and Alpha Sapphire came out. Yeah. They were expecting they, they it. They were the next ones on the list. Right, but okay, when you start getting into Gen 5, which was partially 3D to begin with, what are you going to do then? Yeah. What are you going to do with the Gen 6 remakes, which were already 3D? Just enhance the graphics and make everything fucking 6K resolution? Like... Yeah. You have to do something because at some point... The, you can't just remake the game. You can't remake a lot of it because the technology, even though it's better, some of those games were in 3D already. So what are you going to do? You're going to put it on a Switch but make it enhance? Mm -hmm. That's like Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Like, how many times can you remake that game <laughs> and give it to people and people are going to buy it? Like, yeah. I had it on the N64, mm -hmm. and then they made it for 
the GameCube. People bought it. And then they made it for, they put it out on the Wii where you can buy it digitally and people bought it. And then they did the 3D version and people bought it. And now they re-released it on the Switch at that extra Nintendo 64 and people bought it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, Game Freak, are you trying to do an experiment on how many times you can release the same fucking game and people buy it? That's what they're doing with Pokemon. Like, how yeah. many times can you... They already have VR Pokemon in um, Pokemon Go. You can make it VR. Yeah. Like, I get Pokemon is, is the greatest thing, but what made Pokemon great was this compatibility and the ability to have people go out and talk and, you know, trade and battle and stuff like that. And you're giving them new regions and new places to explore, and that's what made it fun. Like, Sword and Shield, it was mm-hmm. a new region. I don't think that it was done to the height and to the capabilities of the Nintendo Switch that it could have been. It could have been so much better. It could have been an open world game to where you could have run around the entire region and did things on your own. And That's why I'm hoping know. Arceus is that really open world concept. Right. Instead of it being so linear, right? Let's say like you're running around and you come to a gym. You don't know what this gym is. So you go in there, you try to challenge it, and the Pokemon are way over level than what you have. You're like, okay, well, where's the first gym? It gets you to explore the world, to run around and stuff like that. That would be cool. That would be cool, right? Yeah. You don't know where to go. Like a in lot- the real world, when you go to a city and you don't know where you're at. Yeah, you look, you try to find it, but like Sword and Shield kept on telling you, oh, you need to go this way. You need to go over here, but in order to go over here, you have to go here first. Like, I don't want to know any of that. I like to explore. Like with mm-hmm. Diamond and Pearl, I got lost. I haven't played this game in over 10 years, and I'm sitting here playing. I'm like, how the fuck do you get to this next town? I had no idea. So I just ran around and explored, caught some new Pokemon, ran through a cave, and I made it to the next town. And I'm like, because the gems are not set in a linear fashion, you honestly don't know where you're at. Like, you get to a town, and you're not supposed to battle this gem until you have at least six badges. So you just have to pass through and then go to the next town. And then you have to backtrack to go back to this town and get to That's clear. That's awesome. They did it in red and blue with Saffron City. Mm-hmm. They did it in um, Ruby and Sapphire. They didn't do yep. it in Gold and Silver. I don't think they did that, but they did that aspect. But, like, it was so linear. It was like playing a Pokemon game for the first time. And I know this is turning into a rant for, like, Sword and Shield, but it wasn't my favorite game for that reason. Like, you have to kind of, I get it, you have to sort of introduce new players to the game, but mm-hmm. that was what the Let's Go games were. Let's go even, let's go Pikachu. Introduce them into the new world of Pokemon for people who haven't played. For something that is a Gen 8 core game. You would expect it to be eight times more adept. Like a little bit more sophisticated than what you gave us, right? Right. That's that's just my thinking. So I say that the Pokemon company and Game Freak, they need to be extremely careful because fans are starting to notice that you can just shit on them and put Pokemon on it and they'll buy it. Everyone's going to buy Legends of Arceus, but I think, if, if people don't enjoy it, how many more times are they going to buy a Pokemon game? Honestly, I'm, I'm looking forward to see how they do that because they've been really, like, they've, they've shown, like, little clips of the game, and it looks really good. It looks phenomenal. And I hope they don't show any more of it. I know. I, ho- I hope they just leave it as it is and they're not telling us a lot. Right. Just leave it as it is. Let it come out and let the players experience start, it. Experience it and discover it. Let's get that, that schoolyard rumor back. Let's get people to, you know experience certain parts of the games that other people didn't get and let's have those rumors starting to spread because that's what gets the excitement of the game going yeah. you know i know i know people like they get the game like the the latest they do it with every game they get in there and they they hack the game 
to find out what that mythical Pokemon that was programming in the game last minute. And people do that shit still. And yeah. it's like, yeah, well, this Pokemon's in the game, but you can't get it, but it's, it's coded into the game, so I guess Game Freak is going to release it at some point. Like, we don't want to fucking know that. Yeah. Like, we want someone Let to... Let us experience it uh, the way we're supposed to experience right. it. Right. Like, so I think Arceus can go one of two ways. It can be really bad for the for Game Freak or... or like, I don't know who's working on it. I think it's Game Freak. Or it could be really bad. But I know that the Diamond and Pearl games were worked on by a different company that never did a Pokemon game before. So Game Freak is taking their time with Arceus, for sure. Which is good. Which is good. Good sign. They announced those two games at the same time. They did. And I was like, ah, okay, Diamond and Pearl, that looks good. And then they were like, Arceus, which was a complete wake-up call. Because we were like, we weren't expecting this. No, Fuck we the not. Diamond and Pearl remake. I don't want those. I want the Arceus games because this is open world. I can sneak up on a Bidoof and throw a ball at it. That's dope. Fuck you, Bidoof. <laughs> Ash uses Pokebat. Super effective. <laughs> and then the idea that you, the Pokemon in that game can attack you too. So you have an HP meter just like your Pokemon. So if, like, Phenomenal. Your, if your Pokemon faints, can the wild Pokemon just start chasing you? That's terrifying. It's fascinating. When all your Pokemon faint, you black out and you end up in the Poke Center, uh, the, the healing center place. How cool would it be if it's like an actual game where you're like, I shouldn't be here right I now. I shouldn't be here right now. It sees me. It's, it's like <coughs> Assassin's Creed when the little cursor turns red and it sees you. Like, fuck, it sees yep. me. Like, yep. And they, they've kept a lot of um, story under wraps about, a lot of under wraps about the story. Like, they call it Arceus, but we haven't seen any game footage with Arceus in it. So what's that story about? I know. So it's going to be really interesting, and I hope Game Freak doesn't tell us anything more until January. I was going to say you're so close. You're so you're two months away. We're two. I can wait two months. No, that's what I'm saying. Like like you're good. Like trust me. We all remember the games there. We all want to buy it. And I think that's why they released the Diamond and Pearl remakes before Arceus because it was something to hold the people over. A distraction. Right. Here, play this for like two more months and. We'll talk January 28th. And then yeah, and the zombies went and bought it and they're playing it and then they're like, Arceus. Right. Go. Here you go. We all know you know it's coming up, but here's a new game. Check it out. Let me know what yeah. you think about it. And that, I think that's what they're going to do. So I keep saying this Game Freak got to be super careful because fans are starting to take notice. And it's sad because it's like the people who played the original games like me, they were in like 30. We're still talking about Pokemon. That's how fantastic this gaming series is, this franchise. Yeah, new people getting into the game, so you understand how You've got plays. older people that are still playing it. Yeah. Right, and it's, 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 it's a great deal. Just, you, you can't be shitting on your fans. Like, no. we know, compared, because we played all the games, we know we were being shit on, and Gen 8 wasn't it. It wasn't it. It wasn't it. I'll play it if I'm bored, but this ain't it, bro. Gen 8 wasn't it for me. Fair enough. It was it for some people. I'm just going to say that. If you liked it, great. I didn't really like it, but... It was something new to play, and it was kind of a tradition to, to buy Pokemon games towards the holidays. Yeah. It's kind of one of those things that we've done since Sun and Moon, so. Okay. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, wait, did you want to say something, Les? Like, what do you think? Uh, I'm excited. That's it. Uh, <laughs> just, you, you took up a lot of time, and you got a lot more content than I do with this. That's I'm because just, I've played more than you. Yeah. Just so you know. I've played a lot more Brilliant Diamond than you. A lot. Okay. Yeah, but, that's okay, right. But Sit down. I can show Phenomenal. you. I can show you my my, my team. It oh, doesn't matter. It's let me let me show you my team in diamond version. Let me let me see what you think. Maybe later. Why do okay. I just have to turn on my game? Boy. Maybe later. Okay. All right, let's wrap this up. All right, guys. I'm <laughs> Will at Heroic Studios. 
I'm Jay Straight. Wow, you're really tired. Aren't you? I I was waiting for you to call me illustrious, I guess. Oh, that's your favorite word? It's a big word. Okay, my, I'm Will at Heroic Studios. I was their host for this evening. I have my illustrious co-host. Jay Straight. I don't even know what illustrious means. It sounds like something that's it sounds shining, like a gemstone. Sounds like a yeah. shining diamond kind of deal. Yeah, I hope it's I hope it's appropriate. I hope so too. <laughs> you been calling me that every single week. I hope it's appropriate. No idea. <laughs> Alright guys, thank you guys for tuning in. And of course, before you guys go, if you're listening on Spotify, answer the community question. What is your favorite Pokemon and why? And why? We yeah. want to know. My, my favorite Pokemon is Blaziken and his is... Piplup. Piplup. Yeah, fire chicken and a penguin. Top that. Top that. Alright guys, <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, have a happy Thanksgiving and we will see you guys next week on another episode of Topic Thunder. Peace. Take care of yourself.